it's not even like a oh my my most recent ex-boyfriend and I kind of struggled and this was this was our issue and um and so now I'm seeing it come up in this relationship girl you are bringing everything from all of your relationships into the current one or the future one if you don't go through the healing of every single one that and that's why it's so important that we don't just like hop from one relationship to the next because it really does require like deep reflection sitting in those emotions yeah they hurt we're not saying oh no if you sit in those emotions you're gonna be okay no they hurt so badly but that's where we have to heal like we have to experience the depth of our grieving and the depth of our mourning so that we can feel something else later what's up good people welcome to another episode of becoming the one podcast i don't know what day you are listening to this podcast it might be monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday love i just went into a whole song my god but y'all i don't know that i know the days of the week because um the rona little rona COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, has been out here in these streets. And quarantine just has your girl kind of just waking up saying, hello day. It's a day. (laughs) I'm not even putting mon, twos, wins. I'm just saying, what a beautiful day. Hallelujah. Um, But no, seriously, before we even hop into today's episode, we would be absolutely remiss if we didn't take a moment to acknowledge all of the people who are on the front lines right now as our country is going through a pandemic that no one expected and no one has ever seen. Uh, We want to acknowledge nurses, doctors, anyone working in the healthcare field, post post offices, mailmen, bus drivers, police officers, grocery store workers. Oh my goodness. Thank you, grocery store workers. Um, People working for big companies who are like making masks, like everyone, pastors, like people who are on the front lines, like out here really sacrificing to make sure that we're all okay, that we're taken care of and we get the things that we need. Like we could not think of enough ways to say thank you. So we just want you to know that here at Becoming the One Podcast at the One University from myself, Jamal, Natasha, our whole entire team, we want to say thank you so much for all that you are doing. Yeah, Amanda, thank you so much just for bringing that up. I know that a lot of us that are safe at home. I mean, you and I, we work from home, right? For most of our lives. So um, yeah, I think that um, it's just so important to acknowledge the people that are giving themselves over to serving um, the people that need it most right now. So everybody, if you are out there listening to this and um, you are one of those people, you know, one of those people, maybe your family has sacrificed because you are married to a nurse or something. Thank you so much. We honor you and we appreciate you and we lift you up in prayer today. Yes, 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 yes. So you guys, if if you did not recognize that voice, um, that is the voice of the one and only, um, often imitated, never duplicated, my homegirl, my friend, my sister, my coworker term family. You guys, Sophie Sturdivant is back on the podcast on today. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. I am so excited to be here. We had so much fun last time. I mean, we, yes, we, Amanda, we laughed so hard. We were dropping inside we jokes. About Oh, we didn't tell them what you said the, the man and God looked like. That's what made us laugh. Yeah, because we, 
yeah, because I had like identified yeah. him as, as reminding me of like a character, like a movie right. character. <laughs> and um and I and and that's how I that's how I talked about it. But yeah, you guys, okay. I was the person that um telling everybody not to ghost and sharing about my story about having ghosted somebody and being called out for it. So you guys know us. I mean, we're here to be raw and authentic. And uh, there you go. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So yeah, Sophie did go. Sophie hit a quick um, crickets on the man of God and just left him wondering. Mm-hmm. But she did apologize. She did. <laughs> if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go back into season one and listen to that episode where we answer your relationship questions. So you guys, today we are back with a topic that I think is so important. Uh, we're going to introduce a new term that you may not have heard. I know when Sophie, we were talking about this episode and she said this, I was like, girl, what does that mean? And she kind of explained it to me and I was like, oh, okay. I know what this is. I just had never heard it termed this way. Um, so you guys, today we're going to talk about serial monogamy. Okay, enter yeah. Webster's Dictionary. Sophie, you are Webster's Dictionary. Define this for the people. Oh, yes. Well, I um, just to, uh, I think, a quick disclaimer. Um, a lot of people will also call refer to this as serial dating. Some people think of serial monogamy as like somebody that is um, dating multiple people at one time. But how we're talking about it today, um, serial monogamy being... Um, moving from like one relationship, like maybe a long-term relationship to the next. So hopping in from one to another. So serial monogamous, you guys, serial monogamy is often used to describe someone who moves from one serious relationship to the next. That's how we are defining it today. Yeah. I mean, I think Sophie, um, you know, gave the cute definition of it. When I think of serial monogamy, (laughs) I feel like everyone has that one friend where you're just like, man, she always got a man. Yeah. She don't never not have a man. Wow. Which, I mean, listen, I ain't hating. I mean, I I ain't hating. But I think we do all have like that one friend where we know like they are never not with someone. And while like, I think as a single person, sometimes you have these moments of like, man, she always got a man. I can't, I can't find one. So you kind of, kind of this kind of weird space, but is always being in a relationship or always having a man or having no gaps or no breaks in between relationships really a good thing? Like, is that something that is good for you or is that something that is harmful? And I think that when we think about relationships, one thing we have to realize is that relationships are stretching, they are revealing, and they are exposing. And the end of a a relationship is extremely painful. And what can oftentimes happen is that instead of us dealing with those emotions, dealing with those feelings, dealing with that process that we need to go to, we just say, hey, I don't like the feeling that I have from the disconnection with this person. So let me go find someone else to connect to so that I don't have to feel this kind of middle ground or this middle moment, the in-between of my happy-go-lucky, you know, relationship feelings to like a breakup to, okay, let me go find the next solution to kind of feel this thing that's inside of me. Yeah. It's a little bit like looking for that next band-aid or almost like, it's like an adrenaline junkie a little bit in a way where it's like, yeah. oh, I love the feelings that I get from this. I like what this provides me in this moment without understanding like, hey, if I'm in this relationship investing in this person and then we break up and I don't have any time for self-reflection before moving on to the next, 
what junk from that relationship am I bringing into the next one? So it's harmful in a multitude of ways. It's hurting yourself because you're not allowing, you know, the space and the time to grow, to grow that you need to grow. But you're also like hurting the people around you because obviously these people are the ones that are like wanting to date. They're wanting to be in long-term relationships. Right. They don't know that you just, you know, guy, I almost, I almost see like a, um, like an airport. Hmm. It's like, you know, you going from one plane to one plane or, you know what I'm saying? Like kind of going from, from section to section or moment to moment. Maybe my metaphor is not fully delivering, but <laughs> like, I almost think of like you going from, um, what do they call it? Uh, gate to gate. Like literally yeah. just, just going from gate to gate. And I think that a lot of times the reason why we do this is we, I, I guess I'll say this. I know a lot of times when I think about my past relationships, when I think about some of the relationships that my friends have been in, I think that when you go through a breakup, there's almost like this, like, I don't know, like this pride that like comes over you. Oh, gosh. Like, oh, okay. You think you hurt me? You think you got me down? You can't keep a good woman down. I'm okay. I'm all right. <laughs> well, you're not. You're hurt. You're crying. But I think we kind of go through this this space of like almost like numbing our feelings and as a means to prove that we're okay and that like, okay, you didn't hurt me as bad as you think you did. Like everybody knows about a rebound or that person that you just said, hey, let me just, you know, go out on a date with you so I can post up a picture so that old man of God can know that I got a new man of God and he ain't stopping the work of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like we kind of do that, which is so toxic but I think a lot of times we really struggle with allowing ourselves to feel like our emotions. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Amanda, you know me, girl. I love yeah, your emotions. Everybody listening. I a lot about that. I will say since I have been friends with you, like yeah. y'all, Sophie is a feeler. Okay. Sophie, Sophie will be a little bird fall out, fall out the tree and start crying. I'll be like, oh man, poor bird. That bird going to be all right. So I'll be like, the bird. Did you just see the bird fall out the tree? What if the bird is hurt? We need to go rescue the bird. <laughs> but I mean, I, I mean, I say that a dramatic example, but I will say that like I have seen like Sophie cry. I've seen her be angry, and it's not even like a, I'm sorry for crying. Like she just kind of lets herself do it. And I think that what it's taught me as her friend is like to be more comfortable with expressing my emotions and allow myself to feel what I feel and allowing myself to be comfortable expressing it in front of other people and not worrying about their level of comfort with what I'm expressing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And something that you said earlier too, Amanda was so good because I, you know, even in my prep for this, like I hadn't even acknowledged the piece where it's like, we want to put on the facade that everything's okay to the world. I mean, when you when you're in a rebound, you're rebounding, you know, predominantly to get back at your ex. It's like some kind of vengeful experience, right? Or just to prove to the world, hey, I'm okay. I still got it. I'm still, you know, cream of the crop, whatever. But if we don't allow ourselves to sit there and like feel the depth of our emotions, I mean, we're just going to keep band-aiding it and band-aiding it. And honestly, something like that is scary because it compounds over time. So 
what you're bringing, like if you go from one relationship to the next and you do that four or five times in a row, right? Then you're still bringing the junk from relationship number one into relationship number five. That stuff doesn't heal because of time. Like that takes intentional effort. That takes therapy a lot of the time. Like there's so much work that goes into it. And so, so it's not even like a, oh, my, my most recent ex boyfriend you know, boyfriend and I kind of struggled and this was, this was our issue. And, um, and so now I'm seeing it come up in this relationship. You're girl, you are bringing everything from all of your relationships into the current one or the future one. If you don't go through the healing of every single one that, and that's why it's so important that we don't just like hop from one relationship to the next, because it really does require like deep reflection sitting in those emotions. Yeah, they hurt. We're not saying Oh no, if you sit in those emotions, you're going to be okay. No, they hurt so badly, but that's where we have to heal. Like we have to experience the depth of our grieving and the depth of our mourning so that we can feel something else later. Yeah. And I think too, one thing that we have to realize, and I mean, like I said, I've seen it in myself. I've seen it in my friends. I've seen it in, um, I used to work my job before I started working for TLU and Miller Global. I was a case manager at a um, like a, a a pregnancy resource nonprofit. So I basically worked with pregnant women who were in crisis, like low income, low economic status um, women. And I would, you know, handle their cases. I would counsel them, and I would even see kind of like patterns in them. I think just as Women and as and as men, I would assume I'm not a man. I don't know, but I, I think as women, like we naturally were created with this like desire for like safety. And I mean, mm. men are too, but I think women in particular, like we just want like this resting place, like this like this thing that we can just come to and just be like, okay, mm. exhale, like I'm safe here. And I think for a lot of us, we find it in relationships. So even for some people, serial monogamy is about the fact that like being alone is more terrifying than just just I like I would rather just be with someone or have someone than to just be by myself or I would rather put up with this or I'd rather just push past my emotions because I just need to be with someone like I just need to um feel love I just need to feel good enough I just need to feel like surrounded and safe and I think that you know if you're listening to this podcast and you know that's you first of all I want you to know that you're not alone a lot of people have felt that experienced that I think Sophie and I both could tell you stories <laughs> Oh my gosh we could spend 18 hours here I mean literally and I think the thing of, about it is that like I don't know. And I I think the purpose of this podcast, like we kind of hit on it every single episode. It's like getting to this place where like singleness is not like this curse or this bad thing. And knowing that like there's beauty in this season so that instead of me being a serial monogamous where I'm literally going from relationship to relationship to relationship to relationship because I want to fill a void because I'm so afraid of being alone because I want to be validated by someone because I don't know how I feel about myself by myself I will say like being a single woman like I mean I've been a single woman for a while but just in my time of like living by myself moving to Chicago going through this different journey like I have gotten to know myself in ways that I did not know myself before yeah and I, you know, like I've grown to like 
actually get to know me and who like God has made me and called me to be. And I think for so many people, like they don't know themselves outside of relationship and outside of partnership. And it's sad to see. And I know it's like, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, and it's interesting too, because it's a little bit like, um, obviously, you know, we, we believe in a God of abundance and we believe that like God wants to prosper you and not harm you. I mean, that's, that's Bible right there. So, um, to me, I'm always like a little bit hurt when I see friends and and people that I love, like kind of going from relationship to relationship because they're settling in those moments. And so it's not like, you know, the 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 perfect man and then the perfect man and the perfect man. I mean, even these these friends will admit like, man, yeah, girl, I'm just kind of dating him because we have a good time together. Like, you know, we have the same taste in movies or something, right? But like, like sister, brother listening to this, do you not know that you are worth like the abundance of God, like life and life abundant? And and so I think that you know, when we go from, when we're serial, when we're like playing the game of serial monogamy, it kind of speaks to the fact that we're admitting like, Hey, I actually don't know myself enough to know what my standards are. I don't, maybe I don't Ooh, love my, girl. Ooh, I don't really love myself that <laughs> maybe I like, I have some self worth issues that I need to work out, self acceptance, self love, and I actually don't see my value. So therefore it's okay for me to keep dating people that actually God has told me time time and time again are not for me. And even I know myself that this person isn't for me, but I like the comfort. I think, I mean, you touched on it for women. We want, you know, women want like the protection and the safety. And I think with men, because this is equal on the, the, the male side too, like men really, I think men are crave nurture and they crave like that home that a woman can provide. So if women, you know, crave like, the safety of a man, men crave the nurture of a woman. And so, I mean, either gender can fall into this, can be totally like caught up in serial monogamy because you're looking for that thing, that comfort, that stability, that safety, that a relationship, even if it's kind of like a fling still provides because you're getting that surface level, you know, those surface level needs met. And this is like, you know, whether or not, and I, and you know, I don't know if we want to go here, but whether or not you're sleeping with this person, if you're physically intimate, you're still like being emotionally and mentally fed by either like the safety and the protection or the nurture of somebody. So you guys, if you're listening to this and and you're sort of like, man, oh, I think this is something that I'm dealing with. I just, you know, <clears throat> Amanda and I both want you to know that you are so worth like pursuit and you're so worth like ferocity of love. And I mean, I just think about the way that God loves us and he doesn't want anything less for you. So more than anything, this is just a reminder, like, Hey girl, Hey dude, you are so, so, so worth it. So yeah, I just want to drop that in there really quick. Yeah. I mean, you, you just said so many valuable things. I want to kind of, um, bring up a few things with what you said. So number one, I want to make sure that we give the disclaimer that we're not saying don't date. Like dating and serial monogamy no. are really different because I think people can yes. kind of get the lines blurred. Like, yes, date, go out, meet people, date different people, like live your best life. Serial monogamy is like, I just had a real intense relationship and like a week later, 
I'm with somebody else. And then a week after that, I'm with somebody else. And I don't, I don't believe in taking breaks. I don't believe in taking pauses. Having a gap between relationships is extremely terrifying to me. Not being with someone is extremely terrifying to me. You often find yourself being with the same kind of people over and over again. You see yourself making the same kind of mistakes over and over again. You're always seeing someone and moving quickly into a relationship or a situation to or a situationship after one ends. So just want to give that disclaimer. And the second thing, Sophie, when you said a lot of times the reason why people do this is because they don't know themselves well enough to know what their standards are. Like that is so powerful. And I think that that's something like serial monogamous or not like whatever single dating relationship marriage. I think that that's just so profound where it's like, do I know myself enough to know what my standards are and what I need for me? Because yeah. even when I think about myself, like I know for me, I've kind of touched on it a little bit. Like my, um, my family, like I, I'm so much in a healthier space with my family um, now, but there were, especially when I was younger, I had like a lot of beef in my family. Like it was a lot of kind of issues in my heart that the Lord really had to like work with me through. But because of a lot of the things that I experienced, there are standards that I have for my spouse or for someone that I'm dating because of things that I've experienced. Like there's things that I won't tolerate, but I also understand that through therapy, through time spent with the Lord, through healing, through deliverance, like I know what my triggers are. I know what Amanda needs. Like I know what I enjoy. I know what nurtures me. I know what satisfies me. I know what um, the type of man that fits into the the life that I have. Like I'm a, a leader. Like I'm a, you know, a professional woman. Like my, you gotta be confident, man, a guy. Cause if not, you gonna see me out here being a whole boss and you gonna feel real uncomfortable. And I don't know what to do or tell you to do with your ego. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like kind of like taking that time to know yourself versus like just being like, Hey, I'm just down for whatever, anybody, anything. And I think too, even with serial monogamy, you gotta, you gotta ask yourself like, why do I always like, why do I neglect my needs or the time that I need to heal and continue to pursue relationship after relationship. Like, why is that? And for most people, it is that thing of like, I don't want to be alone. And if you are pursuing any relationship simply because you do not want to be alone, that is not a good enough reason to be in a relationship with someone. Now, do we all not want to be alone? Yes. But that's like me saying, um, Hey, I'm going to just invite, you know, any stranger that I see coming into my apartment building into my apartment because I don't want to be by myself in my apartment. Well, I don't know who just walked through the door. I don't know what they have. I don't know what they carry. I don't know if they're safe. I don't know if they're good for me. I don't know if they're bad for me. I don't know their intentions, but I'm going to just be like, hey, guys, my apartment is open. Just come on in because I don't want to be by myself in my apartment. Versus me saying like, okay. If I'm bringing someone in my home, there's a purpose for it. I'm inviting my friends over because I want genuine community and fellowship. I'm inviting the repairman over because I'm like, bruh, I need you to fix my stove because I got to cook. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like versus like an open invitation just because I want to fill up space versus if I'm allowing you in here, there is a need and there is a purpose and there is a reason why. And it's something where my bringing you into my space is going to be... um. An asset, an addition, a blessing versus just like something to do. Um, And I love that too, especially Amanda, because of something that you brought up earlier about how, hey, you guys, there's a huge difference 
between dating and serial monogamy. So I think I think that it's important for us to distinguish, you know, or define those differences because um, obviously, like we, if you're listening to this and you're single and you're ready to date, we want you to date. I mean, Amanda and I are out here. We're like navigating dating. I mean, it's something that we encourage people to do. And um, if you feel like you are in a healthy place and you know able to do that right now, and and I think the difference there is that when you are dating, it's more of like, hey, let's get to know each other a little bit. Like you're guarding your heart. You're very careful about who you let in. You, if you know that the person that you're dating isn't the one, you're you know you obviously bring that you have that conversation and you're like, hey, I you know thank you so much for the time we've spent together. These few dates we've been on, whatever, but I don't see a very clear future with you. So I want to honor your time. I want to guard my heart and I want to, you know, part ways from here on out. And, and so I think the difference between like serial monogamy and dating is that serial monogamy has like that kind of investment in somebody or like, or you're in it just lean from their investment in you, which is super destructive and it's really hurtful. Whereas dating is like a, Hey, let me, let me figure out if I like you. Let me figure out if this is something that I want to move forward in. And, and honestly, I think it's really important to understand with dating, like there is a very clear understanding of the intentionality. So you, you go into dating and depending on how that goes, like you hopefully move into engagement and marriage, you know what I mean? And like a life together with serial monogamy, maybe you're not necessarily looking for that, but you are looking for the safety and the security and the comfort that a relationship can provide you without maybe understanding that like intentionality requires that you move forward and you have really difficult conversations and, and you go to therapy together or something like, however that looks for your guys' relationship. Um, but it's a different kind of forward thinking investment when you're dating rather than just like, Oh, I, I need, I need to fill that void. I need to feel better right now. So therefore where, you know, where's my boo thing. Yeah. And I think other like underlying reasons as well is because like, we don't want to address our flaws. Like <laughs> I will say spending time by yourself. I mean, my God, you, you get to know some real truth about who you are. And I think that Sometimes we don't want to address our flaws. Now, the ironic part about it is being in a relationship is going to highlight your flaws, period. But I think even that could be the push for serial monogamy. Okay, you want to you wanna point out that I have an issue? You want to make me grow? Okay, bet. Let me find somebody else who's going to be willing to deal with me as I am instead of me allowing you to challenge me and make me better. That's so good. Oh my gosh. Okay. No, nah, I just want to move on because I don't have time to deal with these things. I'd rather just go to the next person who's going to handle my toxicity. And then, I mean, you, you end up going in a cycle from like, okay, it's about about a 90 day window that they going to deal with me like this. And then I got to go make my pivot and go to my next person. And that's just exhausting. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I am so tired just thinking about it. And, and you know, what's yeah. funny is like, even, even right now, like at the time of this recording, you guys, as we mentioned, like we are legitimately in quarantine thanks to coronavirus. So it's right. funny because even Amanda, like with you and I being like relationally single, Right now, even in this very moment, we are like physically very alone, which is funny because we're, you know, we're each of us are like living in our own apartments by ourselves, whatever. 
And even now, and I don't know if this is true for you, but in the last couple of weeks, there is stuff coming up about me. I'm like discovering new hobbies. I'm like learning new skills. I'm like, some things are coming up and I'm like, oh no, girl, we, we got to figure out how to deal with this. And it's funny because it really is. And I mean, this speaks to like the importance of spending time alone too, not just like relationally, relationally single, because I think that if you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to, you know, keep dating around anymore, but I'm just going to like shove all this stuff into my schedule to make up for that. I mean that again, it's sort of like moving on from one toxic habit to another. So I think when we say this, if, if serial monogamy is something that you are involved in and you really want to heal from and you want to move forward and grow, um, Oh, this is, and I know that so many people are going to be like, no girl, don't tell me that, but you have to spend time alone. And it's really, it is, it is scary for a lot of people. If you don't know yourself, if you don't, if you look in the mirror and you don't really recognize yourself, that can be really scary, but it's also like the greatest thing that you can do for yourself in your single life so that you have such deeply rooted identity going into the relationship you look like. I was going to say, as you were talking, I, I kept hearing the word identity and I almost saw like, it's almost like when you don't have that and you do like you're a serial relationship person or a serial monogamous, it's almost like you are constantly on this cycle of trying to find yourself in other people. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Let me go date, you know, Pat. And okay, Pat, you know, makes me feel this way and I feel good when I'm with Pat and I feel whatever. And then, okay, Pat doesn't want to be with me anymore. Oh my goodness. And I mean, it's so crazy for me. I'm even having flashbacks of, I remember the first relationship that I was ever in and I was super young. And when I grew up, like I grew up with so much insecurity. Like I did not like myself when I was younger. It wasn't until I got in college and the Lord really like dealt me about my identity, about the way I viewed myself that I actually like got confidence. Like even now when people be like, girl, how are you so confident? You just have so much personality. I'm like, child, only you knew. But when I was in high school, like I actually yeah. hated myself. So the guy, and I mean, when I say hated myself, I mean like physically, like my about me, like everything about myself. I just did not like it. I felt no confidence. So the first guy that I ever dated was this guy who like, I was like, wait, like, you like me? Like, you like me? You you want to be with me? Like, and it was this whole moment of, like, me, like, realizing, okay, he's giving me something that I don't have in myself. Like, I don't have confidence, but now he's telling me that I am this thing that I don't feel like I am. So mm-hmm. let me be with him. And it, mm-hmm. it's this like when I was with him, I felt confident. I was away from him, I didn't. Confident mm. me, I believed it. Someone else did, I didn't. Or if I said it to myself, I didn't. So it's almost like this thing of like being in a relationship with him. He was my confidence, and I think for a lot of people, when it comes to going from relationship to relationship to relationship, and you not having that time to address your flaws, you not having that time to allow God fill your to fill your void. It is like the it's like serial like confidence pursuit or serial um identity yeah. pursuit or serial um security pursuit or serial yeah. faith pursuit like what whatever that thing is for you where it's just like no it's not just about being in a relationship but like what are you seeking after like what are you really going for I know for me at that time it was confidence 
So mm-hmm. I don't care what he wanted me to do, what he needed from me, what he said. All I knew was I don't feel confident without you. So whatever I have to do to keep you here, I'm going to do it. And in a minute that this ever ends, I got to find somebody else because I don't know who I am and I don't feel good about myself. I don't feel confident without someone giving that to me. So I think it's like yeah. it's a it's a real deep thing. Oh my gosh. I just got goosebumps when you said that. It also reminds me of um, that common phrase that people say, and, and I know they mean it in a really endearing and loving way. But when people say, Oh, this is my better half is like, wait, you're depending on somebody else for, for the better part of you. Oh my gosh. No. What about you? Like you being whole and complete in and of yourself without looking for somebody else to like fill all the holes that you are not. And I think that we, end up in those places of like really deep destruction, especially coming out of a, a, you know, a relationship when we're going through a breakup, when that person has like filled all of those holes in us, because we have no idea how to move forward without them. And that is, oh my goodness, that is so heartbreaking. Yeah, Sophie. I mean, this is such a good conversation. I know we're kind of rounding out. I do want to talk about one more underlying um, reason. And then I want to talk about like, what do you do if you're dating someone who's serial monogamous? And what do you do if you are a serial monogamous? But I think before we go into that, just really quick, we need to talk about this very, not the last, but I think another important like underlying reason, which is the fear of commitment. Mm, like, yeah. people are, like relationship hopping because like maybe you grew up in a divorced home or you spent your childhood listening to your parents argue. So you're like, okay, I do relationships. I, you know, I like the feeling of it, but when things get serious, when things get real, when things kind of start to, you know, get a little, get a little intense for me. Oh, it's the next one, but I'm not going to pick a gap or a break or do my issue because I like being in a relationship, but I have a fear of commitment. So I need to hop from one to one to one to one to one to one to one. Because I want the essence of it, but not the fullness of it. And I think this is what's interesting too, is that a lot of singles want to be married so badly. I mean, even you, like you and I will admit, we, we both want to be married, but it's interesting because, you know, and then, and then you talk to your married friends and they're like, Hey, but, but you don't understand like, yeah, I know you want marriage because it's a really good and beautiful thing, but there are really hard things about marriage too. Are you preparing yeah. yourself? Are you building the infrastructure for that? Because the thing about a relationship is that if you're in it for the long term, if you want like longevity of a relationship, that requires like literally the the most challenging, uh, heart wrenching conversations. I mean, you're completely exposed in front of another person, you know, emotionally, physically, whatever, and that can be that can be really hard. That can be the hardest thing for a lot of people is moving into marriage. And they're like, Oh my gosh, like you're exposing things about me. We're having conflict and I don't know how to do this very well. You know? So relationship, yes, you like the, you get all those good things about a relationship, but then it, it's also like, Hey girl, if you're in it, Hey dude, if you're in it for the long term, there are going to be some things that you actually don't really love about that either. And that's okay. That's what a relationship is supposed to be. Relationship, friendship, family, whatever. It's real life. It's real life. And I mean, to say that you want to be in a relationship with someone is a sign up for the long haul, you know, and not just for like, you know, a bus stop. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's like, like being on a bus stop. Like, Hey, I'm getting off. 
Praise God. <laughs> All my examples today, y'all. What else, what else I say? I said I'm inviting people to my apartment, child. Now I'm saying the bus stop, Lord. And then I said, I said one. It was the airport. It didn't go all the airport. I don't think I thought it out fully before I said it, but you know, so we got it. Um, so real quick, I want to talk about like what you do if you're dating a serial monogamous. And I mean, don't be awkward. Like, oh, are you a serial monogamous? Have you not right. taken breaks in between your relationships to heal from your head? <laughs> deal with your junk you know am i a rebound like don't do that but i think there are questions that you can ask the person that you're dating early on in the relationship that are not awkward not what are you, you know what i'm saying but like in, think, an interrogation yeah not an interrogation yeah. but like right. you need to know like so i would say like how long ago was your last relationship like was it last week or was right. it or was it six months ago like when when did this end and then also too like why did it end mm-hmm. like that's yeah. important it is because any the other thing too is that you can tell a lot um about somebody based on how they talk about ending their last relationship like do they or are is it like oh well she was crazy he was he was crazy and like how honorable are you in describing this or do you describe it yeah. and i mean one thing for me and sophie you know this girl you are my friend in real life whenever people talk about conflict or a situation and they explain it in a way as if there's only one guilty party i don't oh. even like i personally it's this is amanda's philosophy this is i ain't gonna say it's biblical i'm not saying that the lord is telling me to say this to you i'm telling you this <laughs> Ross's opinion, you can take it, leave it, and throw it in the trash. I want y'all to know that I personally believe, clearly I'm passionate about this because my whole voice just changed, but <laughs> like, there's no there's no, nobody leaves with like, you know no blood on their hands from no. conflict. You know what I'm saying? Now, of course I'm not talking about like domestic abuse or anything like that, but I mean no. like relationships where like a breakup happened, like okay, he had horrible communication skills. Well, did you express that you wanted them to communicate differently? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just believe it's always two sides to it. So I think why did it end? Super, super important questions to ask. Mm-hmm. And I think that how the person says that will let you know a lot about who they are. And I think also, how did you grow from that relationship? Like, mm-hmm. and what what things do you think you might have done better? Like, if you're not, not self-reflective enough, to let me know that I feel like did you take the time to really process that relationship that you had right like ample time or was it kind of just like yeah I thought about it for a couple of days and you know now we're right. here or did you even take what happened from it and turn it into like a growth moment like there yeah. are relationships in my past I mean y'all y'all listen to all my business on the emotional purity episode where I'm like man like I grew so much from that like there's so many things I could have done better like you know what I'm saying so I think Mm -hmm. how long ago was your last relationship why did it end how did you grow from that relationship and what are the things you might have done better those are great questions for you to ask someone that you're dating just to kind of gauge if like they're serious about this or if you are just you know relationship number 27 you know, on the tour. And then right, I think exactly. if you are a serial monogamous, I think it's time for some serious like reflection. And I think one of the things that you need to ask yourself in the presence of God is, is the person that I'm dating, like, 
someone that you want me to date or, or, or even different from that like god like can you reveal to me the real reason the real reason why i'm dating this person like can you that's really reveal my heart yeah that's so good because i think i mean even going into i think you know dating lighthearted is is fun and good and it's something that we should be unafraid to do but also still go into it understanding like what god has said about this person and uh, without getting too far in yeah. Like what has God said about this person and what is God revealing to me about my heart, my intentions right now? Am I just doing this because I'm lonely? Am I doing this because I feel like this person will bring me status? Am I doing this because I, you know, want esteem? I want to feel good about myself. I want to feel confident. And then if that, if the reason why is not a good reason, like take that to the presence of God and allow him to heal, you know, whatever is going on in there that's putting you in that, um, in that place. And I'll say, Sophie, we put this in our notes. I don't know if they're going to like this one, but if you are, uh, if you, if you listen to this episode and you're like, man, why y'all talking about, I didn't know I had this problem. I keep going from relationship. (laughs) It's because I'm trying to fill a void. It's because I don't want to be by myself. It's because I'm afraid of commitment. I am a serial dater, a serial monogamous. You may actually need to press pause. Yeah. On dating. Yeah. And, and it's really hard because obviously this is, um, I mean, there are underlying issues, so it's not as easy as just stopping. It's sort of like, you know, um, oh gosh, there, I mean, there are so many analogies that I could make here, but you know, when people from the outside, it's so easy to prescribe something to somebody, um, with, you know, without understanding, like, Hey, what's going on here? Why are you doing this thing? So we totally, you guys, we understand that for us to say, Hey, the best thing you can do right now is stop dating is so weighty. And that's very, um, I think maybe it sounds insensitive, but here are hearts in this is that we want you to understand what it is. Like what's at the heart of the matter? Why are you doing this? Only because we care about you. And, and, you know, in what we do, this is our job. Like we want to see you thrive in relationship and, if you're somebody that tends to serial date, um, there's an underlying issue there. And so more than anything else, just like try and um, uncover what that looks like and figure out why it is that you go from relationship to relationship. And then once you have that, something good to do or to consider is to stop dating at least for a little while. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think pause, pause, not, I mean, when you say stop, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> but yeah, to pause your day, it does say stop. Yeah. Um, like, allow yourself months, <laughs> healing, self discovery, time of God, therapy, like truly having a, a season to be single for real. So, yeah, guys, if you are a serial monogamous, definitely you want to ask, your, ask yourself, like, God, is this person a person that you brought into my life, or am I just on, you know, a pursuit for comfort and and why am I with this person? And I think, again, if you listen to this episode today and we have been all up in your business, it may be time to press pause on the dating button and truly like spend some time giving attention to the issues of your heart and allowing God to really come in and and work on you in these areas. Well, Sophie, girl, we have come to the end of this episode, man, this episode, we talked about a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So you got serial monogamy, which is actually kind of a huge thing. And even you guys before this, before we started recording, Amanda and I were, we had a moment where it was like, man, 
this is kind of, this might be a thing in the church too, because it's like, even if people aren't physically intimate, like you, you're pure, there's still, I mean, it goes back to the emotional. It's not just about sex, y'all. Like, it's not, man. Oh, it's not just about sex. I mean, people can touch you without touching you. Trust and believe. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, y'all, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Becoming the One podcast. Listen, we appreciate you all listening to this podcast. Listen, we are currently um, in the quarantine, okay? It, it is it is Rona, little Rona, COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. So I know you have time on your schedule. So what I would like for you to do is um, this episode is about to come to a close. But if you could go ahead in your mind, start thinking about someone that you know who needs to hear this episode and go ahead and send it to them. Also, if you have not yet, please rate your podcast, send us comments. We love to hear from you. And until next time, continue to become the one. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.